Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. China's Stories, Shackled Mother of Eight, is only one of thousands of trafficked women. Published by Caixin Global. Written by Zhou Dongshu. Narrated by Nandini Venkata. Trafficking of women is a crime that has long existed in China and abroad. For decades, China has been battling it with little effect. Authorities are up against powerful forces, including strong demand from men in poor rural areas where there is a wide gender imbalance, organized traffickers who buy and sell thousands of women for thousands of dollars, each on an industrial scale, and local people who are willing to fight police rather than allow victims to be rescued. A review of studies and reports on human trafficking, going back almost 40 years, shows that Shuzhou in Jiangsu province, the site of the notorious current case of the shackled mother of eight children, has long been known as a human trafficking center. In the 1980s, several market towns in Shuzhou and nearby Huayin even opened underground human trading markets where buyers could pick out abducted women like goods. Trafficking of women and girls became most rampant in the 1980s and 1990s. Back in 1986, the Supreme People's Court of China and several other central government organs jointly issued a notice to combat the trafficking of women and children. The court and the ministries reported that following severe crackdowns starting in 1983, a number of abductors and traffickers were punished according to the law. But since late 1985, the trafficking cases increased document offered a glimpse of how serious the problem is, using two provinces as examples. One survey cited in the notice found that in Guangxi Zhuang Autonomous Region and its 29 cities and counties, 2,228 women and 74 children were trafficked in about a year, starting in February 1985. According to a survey by Citron Province, 577 women and children were abducted and trafficked in the second half of 1985. That's nearly double the number in the first half of the year. Across China, in the first half of 1986, 448 cases of human trafficking were registered by public security organs. That's an increase of 2.3 times over the same period of the previous year. An article published in the journal Modern Law in 1989 
showed that in 1988, the number of criminals convicted of human trafficking in Sichuan province accounted for more than 10% of the entire criminal caseload in the province, second only to thefts. Wang Qiliang, then a professor at the Law School of Yunnan University, conducted a field investigation of the phenomenon of trafficking women in Ping County in southwest China's Yunnan province. He found that from 1995 to 2000, most of the trafficked women were from the Miao, Hani, and Yao ethnic minorities. That's accounting for more than 80% of victims. In addition, there were about 1,500 women whose whereabouts were unknown and who could have been trafficked. Due to incomplete statistical data and the small number of cases filed by the local police, the seriousness of the problem of local trafficking of women had not been fully disclosed, Wang wrote. Ping County's official statistics show that from 1986 to August 1987, more than 52% of the women leaving the county were taken through deception. Many of them were sold to other places, according to the data, but due to the lack of resources and difficulty of cross-jurisdiction investigations, it was hard for the police to file cases. Wang conducted follow-up investigations in Ping County from 1999 to 2004. In one article, he concluded that although many local government departments and state agencies were organizing or participating in the fight against human trafficking, the crime was not effectively curbed and instead became increasingly serious. All the analysis pointed to one conclusion. The seriousness of trafficking women in China is probably far more complicated than the official data has shown. From one place to another. The more remote, poverty-stricken areas in Yunnan, Guizhou and Sichuan provinces are the main sources of abducted women, and the east and other regions are on the receiving end. However, women were not abducted to the wealthiest areas of the more affluent East. Huang Zhongliang, Wen Wenguo, and Jai Binxu published an article in the Journal of the Public Security University in 2019, detailing the trajectories of abducted women. The researchers combed through 1,000 and 38 court verdicts, and divided the source and inflow of locations of victims into three types, rural areas, townships, and cities. They found that rural areas accounted for 71.7% of sources, and 91.5% of receiving locations making it clear that rural areas were predominantly the source and destination of victims. Some authorities describe it as a transfer from one poor area to another. In many cases, there is also an industrial chain of trafficking of women. 
The first trafficker is responsible for abducting the women. The second is responsible for transferring them. And the third contacts buyers at the place of destination. For example, a family organized a large abduction ring headed by the Zhang brothers in Siyang County, Jiangsu province, shocked China in 2000. The Zhang family colluded with human traffickers in Yunnan and Guizhou. Under the guise of recruiting nannies, they trafficked a large number of women from Kunming, Guiyang and other places to Siyang. Using Siyang as a hub, they then sold the women in batches to other places. The chain was so well developed that traffickers in Yunnan and Guizhou took the initiative to deliver the abducted women to the brothers, and traffickers from Huayang, Jiangsu and other places regularly went to visit them to pick up the women and resell them. An article in the Chinese magazine Time Trends in 1994 reported that Shuzhou in Jiangsu province was known as the Passage of Five Provinces in ancient times for its location, and it has always been a transportation hub where merchants gathered. However, in the late 1980s, a new trend emerged, and the city of Shuzhou became a transit station for traffickers of women and children. The magazine known as Society in 2001, reported that from the end of the 1980s to the beginning of the 1990s, abduction and trafficking of women were rampant. As for the eastern provinces as destinations of trafficking, an article published by the research office of Hebei High Academy in 1990 mentioned that in recent years, abduction and trafficking in women have been carried out in some areas of Hebei province, mostly from other places to be sold locally, and it is rare for local women to be abducted and sold elsewhere. The Hot Bed Trafficking is often accompanied by other illegal or criminal acts, ranging from rape to assault. Almost every woman who is trafficked suffers enormous physical and mental trauma, not to mention those who are sold to sex services. There are many factors behind such criminal acts. High profit is one reason. In 1989, modern law article Xia Chengfu reported that human trafficking in Sichuan mostly occurred in impoverished areas and the price to buy a woman was equivalent to a farmer's income for several years. This was in the 1980s. Since 2000, the revenue from abducting and selling women has risen as high as 100,000 yuan. That's less than 16,000 US dollars. One factor is the high gender imbalance. In rural China, men generally outnumber women. This is coupled with the heavy burden of traditionally expensive dowry has created huge demand for brides in the eastern regions. Meanwhile, in the impoverished areas in Yunnan, Guizhou and other provinces, criminals exploit that as the supply side of the equation. Because of their strong desire to change their lives, 
and their limited knowledge of the outside world, these women can be easily deceived. In addition to deception, criminals also resort to kidnapping and drugging victims. In Jiangyou County, Sichuan Province, there were four cases in the first quarter of 1988 of human trafficking using anesthesia. In places with heavy traffic, such as railway stations, criminals used drinks or noodle stalls as a cover to attract young women and children, then drug their food or drink and abduct them. Embarrassment for law enforcement The national and local levels have never stopped cracking down on human trafficking. However, law enforcement can hardly move the needle. Anti-trafficking campaigns did get immediate results. But as soon as the limelight passed and the campaigns ended, human trafficking immediately revived. Each time there is a special campaign, a large number of cases emerge, indicating that there are in fact a large number of hidden incidents. A reality that cannot be ignored is the lack of resources. The crime of trafficking of women generally spans a wide area and often requires inter-province investigations, which grassroots police hardly have the resources to conduct. The fight against trafficking of women often faces obstruction from local people, and sometimes even grassroots officials may be on the side of the buyers. The 1994 Time Trends article recorded such a story. On September 19, 1991, police in Shijou detained a trafficker called Li Jialin. The police learned of a woman who was kidnapped by Li and accomplices. Police officers went to rescue the woman, who was found tied to a manger. However, a villager pointed angrily at the senior officer, Wang Jian, and demanded 2,400 yuan to take the woman away. At the end, a senior police officer stayed as a hostage in exchange for the woman. Some local officials mistakenly believe that the buyers provide a better life for a woman being trafficked and that a rescue can hurt both sides. They neither understood nor supported police rescue efforts and even helped buyers to transfer and hide traffic women and children. In some places where women were abducted, local officials also ignored the crimes. The widespread existence of local protectionism also blocked the fight against human trafficking, according to the Society article. Some local officials were concerned only about kinship based on clan and residence, with little sympathy for the women who were abducted and tortured. Together with the buyer's family, they set up obstacles and even violently obstructed police from rescuing women and children. Without strong pressure from higher authorities, there is little motivation for fighting human trafficking in the places where victims are sold. Greater disaster for the mentally handicapped. Women who are mentally handicapped are often the targets of human traffickers. 
Among the 770 abducted women involved in solved human trafficking cases since 2009, 202 were mentally disabled. That's according to Wen Bingsun, an expert at the Chongqing Institute of Public Administration, based on public records. Wen said in an article that mentally disabled women are often abducted by strangers or sold by acquaintances, including spouses, neighbors, or relatives, and then are resold repeatedly. His study of 189 abducted women with mental diseases showed that 61 of them were sold at least twice. Huang Zhonglian said his study of 1,038 court verdicts showed that almost 27% of victims in human trafficking cases had mental health issues. Taking Action The State Council, the Cabinet, in 2007, issued an action plan to crack down on abductions between 2008 and 2012, marking the first action initiated by the state. The action plan involved coordinated efforts of 28 central government ministries and departments and set up a joint meeting mechanism. It was extended in 2013 to 2020 and further extended to 2030 with clear funding arrangements. The action plan also outlined requirements on local officials' responsibilities and pledged penalties for those who failed to fight the crimes. Combating the abduction and trafficking of women is a systematic social problem. It not only involves the strength of the crackdown, but also needs to tear out the abduction and trafficking of women by the roots. It fundamentally depends on the development and progress of the whole society at all levels. The anti-trafficking campaign still has not been completed, and the historical cases that have been exposed should not be forgotten. How to respond is the real test. It reflects execution, and it is more about conscious and bottom line. Those who ignored or even deliberately covered up the crimes should be held accountable.